Steve Nixon. My goodness, was that the cheering for from the Tennessee fans? No. <laughs> No, Mike brings a crowd. Oh, does he? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah he shows up with a full entourage. It's, it's a lynch mob. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it could be. I'm not going to say anything there. It could Just be. Just let that go right on by. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is Tuesday, October the 18th. And while I was driving home yesterday from Florabama, because I was in both Florida and Alabama yesterday morning, um, heard about what was going on up here. I'm really tempted to turn around and just go back. But north of Indianapolis, we did drive home about 1 o'clock in the morning, and it was snowing. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. But I hate it when I get in my car and you turn on the ignition, and I get this little reminder that roads may be icy. <laughs> and that's... I hate that time of year. Uh, yes. Yes. I do, too. I don't like that. <laughs> Roads may be icy. Well, that's, you know, Laura was driving, and that's what she said. I'm not sure. I mean, her car had told her that, yeah. you know, the roads could be slick, and she goes, yep. I don't know how if this is slippery or not. So, no. Thank goodness it wasn't, uh, and, and we were really fortunate. You know, well, we did see, we did get into a traffic accident yesterday, uh, congestion for the, it kept telling us you want to turn here you want to turn here and oh, it's yeah. like no we don't that's not it and i said you know laura this is about the same place coming down that we did turn there and we went six miles out this way and then we came back nine miles that way to avoid a traffic jam and so i I'm thinking it's construction. Oh, well, we could see it on the map. It's yellow. Yeah. It's not very big. Well, when you got into it, it was a lot bigger than we thought. Yeah. And and a a, a bot like a box truck, a car a, a car hauler. Mm. So a semi hauling a full load of cars on it ran into the back of a, a like a lumber company type truck. And I I don't know. It was crazy, and I mean, we're uh, we're sitting almost in stop traffic, and all of a sudden we hear this, huh, huh, and we honestly we thought it was a train. We were sitting there with our windows down, yeah. Thought it was a train, like on the other side of the hill there, coming by. Got closer and closer. No, it was a big old tow truck, semi tow truck type thing coming down. You know, the right-hand side of the berm. Trying to get to it. Yeah, and they had like three, at least three come down, plus some other vehicles. It's like, oh, this is not good. But yeah. I honestly don't know, damage-wise, if anybody was hurt. It doesn't really appear that way, but it sure blocked traffic for a while. And Kevin was behind us in the semi, probably an hour and a half different, and he ran into that same congestion. And he said it was... Backed up, almost stopped when he was there. Yeah. So, oh well, I'm home. Yeah, you are. I'm welcome, home. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. thank you. the The problem is, 
I'm she home. Had to, she had to come back yes. so Rusty and I would not be alone oh, yeah, that, in think, the studio. Yeah, I think that <laughs> was, it was incentive. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> uh, that was the bottom line on the return there. You did not have the two absolute, of you together. Absolute fear of that situation. Of what might happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, Marshall County Commissioner uh, Mike Burroughs is with us this morning, and the commissioners had their meeting yesterday. The only problem is I thought, well, I'm going to try and watch some of the meetings so that I'll have a little idea of what I'm talking about. And the meeting is not online yet. Um, I did call over to the county and find out that um, the two main honchos that put it online are both on vacation. And so the third man on the totem pole has <laughs> been, been asked to get that up. So. He's on the hot seat. Yes, he is. Um, but in the meantime, Mike, I, I gave Mike fair warning. I said, you know, I'm not going to be there. I, I would try and watch. I went online. There was no little camera there for me to get to it. So um, we're going to talk about the commissioner's meeting yesterday, and Mike's going to do the talking about the meeting today. Well, this may be the shortest opinion show ever because I don't take the notes that Kathy takes. I take a uh, cliff note version <laughs> Pretty well, sure nobody takes a note. <laughs> Journalism was not my major in college, so uh, well, it wasn't mine either. So that makes, <laughs> makes two. That's why she came back. <laughs> Somebody had to help you two out. Yeah, you, you had something to talk about. Yeah. So first on the agenda yesterday was Paige from Baker Tilly, and um, she had a financial report to submit to you guys. We had requested Baker Tilly to look at two uh, funds for us. Uh, it was the Cume Bridge Fund and the Cume Capital uh, Fund. And so they gave a, a report. Um, and because the assessed valuation has gone up, our tax rate in the county is actually going to go down. Um, and I know that that's a hard pill to swallow uh, when people see their assessed value uh, of their homes. Um, they like it if they're trying to sell, but it's not so good if the, you know they're worried about their taxes. But actually, the assessed valuation going up uh, brings the tax rate down because we need less funds to fund uh, the county government. So, um, and there's a circuit breaker. Um, statute that went into effect and it's in full effect now so you can only charge a certain percent of the property's assessed value and so um, the taxpayers are actually getting we've hit that tax uh, circuit breaker uh, credit um, the net assessed value is 3.3 billion and the tax rate goes down to 9.9 percent um, so that's a good thing. And because the county is in such great financial state uh, for these two funds, Cume Bridge and Cume Cap, um, and we're not the only county, but a lot of counties are now issuing bonds uh, to do capital improvement projects like bridges because bridges oh. are expensive and they take a long time. Um, the good thing about our bridges is it's usually 80-20. And so we only have to come up with the uh, 20%. And so to take advantage of that, um, it, it, you know, like Kevin told Jason, you you might want to look at doing more projects, which will make people happy. Um, in the end, it's not so happy when you have you have <laughs> bridges closed and, and have to do a 
uh, detour. But um, that, that is something that the uh, county council and the county commissioners could consider uh, issuing bonds um, to leverage um, the county's good financial position. Um, the um, CUM cap is at 0 0.0311, um, and the state would allow us to go to 0 0.0333, which is the maximum, and that will not change. Um, we could do that anywhere from January to April. Uh, that would give the county, um, it doesn't sound like much, but an additional $73,000 um, if we raised it to 0 0.0333 from 0311. Um, so it, it's that's another consideration that they uh, had us looking at. Um, and they showed our ending cash at 3 uh, 0.613220. So we're in a great financial strength in those two categories of those two funds, QMCAP and QMBridge. Um, and we accepted that reading. Um, and uh, Kathy, for you, I have this beautiful document um, <laughs> that is... Uh, All of that information. Uh, uh, yeah. Not the uh, cliff note version. No, no this is the full... <laughs> unabridged version 34 pages for your reading pleasure um they they had them on the media table yesterday and no media was there so oh. ho hopefully jim and anita and jamie were all glued to their uh computer or tv watching us online um but you can have that one um i think julie's got one for you at the at the auditor's office too but uh in summary that was that was page's uh remark and um many people uh recognize um baker tilly usually being todd samuelson well todd has retired and, and so page was the there and uh glad to meet her and and glad for the report, and we uh, signed a, a letter of acceptance of this financial report that was presented to us by Baker Tilly. I'm, I'm going to ask, and I don't know if you'll have this question or not, uh, how much, do you know how much the county had to pay for that report? I do not know that. Okay. That's a Julie Fox question. Well, somewhere along the line, it, it was brought up, but it could have been it, probably several months ago. Yes. It was brought to you guys for that so yes and i know i can it was go a, back and look up page's name on the website and maybe yeah, find that yeah but, uh, maybe so you didn't take any action on any of her recommendations well no. really she didn't really have recommendations just telling you how you guys are sitting financially exactly it was a it was a financial report from their perspective and it also took out given a uh, and stan asked the question stan klotz asked the question was inflation figured into their uh, projections because they projected out to 2026 i believe it was you know going forward um yeah 2026 and they averaged it out and thought three percent inflation rate um obviously we're higher than that right now um but that's what they used in their calculations that's what okay. they're using now so there was some inflation factor figured in uh to their figures very good interesting um, next on the agenda was the County Highway Department with Jason Peters, which um, it's almost almost every single meeting he comes um, that 
you know, he has to have some road cuts or there wars. Were, so. Yep, there were two of those. Uh, one was for uh, Nipsco. Um, it was on uh, Hoham Drive to 4B, a replacement of overhead conductor uh, with poles and wires. And the other one uh, was for uh, Mediacom uh, in German Township. Uh, they're running a new underground cable. And then uh, we started talking about bridges. Um, There's a lot of bridge projects either underway or in the process right now for exactly. this county. Exactly. So there's there's appraisals being done. Um, King Road, the, this is the good news for the county. They are prepping for pavement and wrapping up a few things. Um, and weather dependent, they were hoping to be done this week. Now with this you know, weather yesterday and today, uh, I doubt that much has been done. Uh, but King Road should be open here within the next two weeks, I would think. Um, so that's good news because that's a major, you know, thoroughfare uh, for those going up to Lake of the Woods and Bremen off of uh, off of uh, King Road. Uh, Bridge 87, uh, which is the 11th road, um, the uh, there's right away. Is there one or two? Two holdouts. Two, two holdouts, okay. and the appraisers have been uh, assigned now. And Kevin read off those names of uh, the appraisers and the, at the judge's order. And so we should be getting those uh, appraisals back. And uh, both those two property owners uh, were notified of appraisals being assigned. And uh, Jim Clevenger wasn't there yesterday either, but Bobby uh, brought over the report, the attorney report, and and that's how I know uh, that information on Bridge 87. So it's moving along. Um, so those are, are good. Um, Bridge 9 out on Queen Road, a walkthrough is planned for Wednesday this week, uh, possible open on Thursday. Uh, so that's out on Queen Road. Uh, bridge number one, which is Yule Trail, uh, which is a local project, we're going to be letting the bids on those on November 18th. Um, so they've done the uh, topographic survey, the hydraulic discharge from Indiana Department of Natural Resources, and uh, all the uh, all the works going on there. Bridge number 11, which is out on Union Road, all permits have been approved. Uh, stage three design should be completed next couple of weeks, and the letting for that will be in August of 2023. You can't believe that's, how far out yes. you have to plan for these uh, bridges. That's a long time. But when you get federal money involved, yes, that's what takes a lot um, of, probably three to five years a lot when of you do these. Dotting of I's and crossing of T's for the federal government. Uh, bridge 232. Uh, which has kind of been my baby. Uh, it's on Randolph Street in the park in the city of Plymouth. Um, for those of you who don't know, the, the county is in charge of all bridges in the county, whether they are in city or out in the county. So uh, Bridge 232, which is on Randolph Street, um, the environmental will be submitted, uh, should be any day now, ASAP. Um, POs need to be issued by May. Uh, the right-of-way will be done 2023, and the letting for that will be December of 2024. 
Um, the question was asked of me if the, um, because it's such a popular bridge, especially mm -hmm. during Blueberry, uh, about lighting. Um, in the initial uh, planning, they were going to do it just like Pierce Street with a pole light on each end. Um, but we wanted an estimate uh, by USI to look at lights actually on the bridge, like South Michigan Street. Sure. Um, so they are working on that. I, I did follow up with uh, our representative from uh, USI, and she is uh, checking with the engineer to see where we're at on the cost difference to the city because I need to submit that to mm -hmm. um, the city council and, and Mayor Mark uh, for that approval. That would be nice, though, going into that park situation. Yes. I, I think that would be a positive thing. Well, it's very, I don't know if you've been through there at, at night. I, I was president of the Blueberry Board, and we always put up extra lights on each end of that bridge because it's very dark there with all the trees uh, and no lights there. So, uh, yeah, we need something. Yeah, yes. we think that it would look nicer with lights on the bridge but i'm you know obviously not on the city council and the park department and uh know what that cost is very good um then uh jason covered all all the road projects are completed yeah um uh, the the community crossings uh the extensions of those are all uh virtually done uh, the only thing that was uh needing what was the side of the roads you know getting leveled off and getting packed down um so there is um some others that could be done but it's you know pending weather and and so um you know we're, we're waiting to uh, get that done uh, maybe this weekend with the nice weather that we're supposed to have um so uh, we'll we'll see um what happens there yeah we're we're in that point right now depending on how weather goes too that within the next probably four weeks or so the asphalt plants are going to start to shut down so exactly um, that'll make things more difficult too so um but it seems like they have done a lot of road work this and, year and um jason um uh, prepared a map and we were at one point, and I don't know how far back this was. We were at eighty-three percent of our roads under the under the Pacer uh, testing was failed, eighty-three percent, and we are now at forty-two percent. So we have done a fantastic job um, as the county highway department and Jason's plan to put these roads on a systematic uh, repair, repave. Uh, replace, uh, upgrade, um, those roads have all improved due to Jason uh, Peters Highway uh, Superintendent's plan. Um, and I'll give you that map. Um, and, you know, it's, it's miraculous what they've done. I asked the question, I said, Jason, looking at year in, how many people do you think you are down now? And how many could you be down by the end of the year? And his response was, well, I'm down one right now, but there are six that, you know, at any one time could say, 
I'm done driving this truck. I'm, I can, I'm ready to retire and we, I'm just going to go, you know, drive my own truck out on the farm or yeah. in the or county to or the golf course. Exactly. Or so, yeah. um, you know, we, we need to be uh, cognizant of, uh, the employees at the highway garage, and uh, I'm, I'm so thankful that we've got what we've got and that they do a fantastic job for Jason. I, I think that's the one thing. I mean, with the number of employees we have, there are only so many road projects that they can get completed in a year. E- even if they had another $2 million. Yeah, money is not the issue. Right. It's equipment, manpower, and let's face it, it, it is dark here till yes. eight o'clock in the morning almost. Um, and it gets, it's going to get darker earlier and earlier as we uh, go forward. So, you know, the, the, um, and, and you want snow removed um, or salt put on the roads. Um, so, you know, it's, it's uh, a challenge in Northern Indiana um, to, do what we do with our highway department. I know there are people out there who are going to say, you're touting that 42, only 42% of our roads are, uh, you know, failed in the PASER rating system. But when you really sit down and think about it, with over 900 miles of roads that the county is responsible for, and, and, We'll say about 100 miles of roads can get done in some fashion each season, which doesn't mean they're all going to get paved or chip and sealed. Some may be pugged and those kind of things. Um, and some are actually maybe were done pugged a year or two ago, and they're getting a second dressing on top of it. Right. So there's no way. I mean... At the very best, it would be every 10 to 12 years before they could get around and supposedly get to every road. And then you have to look at, you know, what's that road used for? How many people are driving on that road? How many homes are on that road? Um, Because you've got to take care of your main arteries first and then work your way out from there. So Well, and you can't uh, just work at making the failed roads the paved roads because you've got to maintain what you've got also. Um, So it's a constant uh, balancing act that we have to go through. Now, we've been very successful in our community crossings project of being able to outsource to Millstone and, um, you know, the other uh, subs that are out there to do some of our roads for us so that the county uh, is freed up to do other roads. So we have used some of our, our funds uh, for that purpose, and that has been very successful um, in, in getting those roads accomplished. And I, I honestly believe that the state sees what we are able to accomplish with the million dollars that we've been granted the last several years. And, um, you know, fortunately, we're a smaller county, so our match is not quite as big uh, to get that money. But you have to think what archives could do a mile of road and the cost that we would have versus having... Uh, you know, a, a company come in and do it is much greater too. So Correct. it's costing us more money to have those done. I mean, that's why they kind of select specific roads for them to do. Exactly. Um, Another thing we talked about, Kathy, um, that came up is um, Kevin asked about, has the state 
done anything to lessen the burden of getting a CDL license, which is required to drive a county highway truck. And Jason has been invited down to um, an LTAP meeting at Purdue um, because what they have done and what they are looking at doing, and I think St. Joe County, according to uh, Commissioner Klotz, is already doing, is they have um, simulators now for um, semi-driving school. Um, to So after you go through the, the book and, and you do all of that, then they place you in a simulator uh, rather than uh, going out on, you know, getting on-road training like mm-hmm. most uh, road uh, training sites do, like the one up in South Bend. Um, and, and so it, it lessens, hopefully lessens the cost. And what the, the goal is for the state is to have a trainer at each county. So oh, wow. we, we okay. would have a training person in Marshall County that could train our uh, highway department and possibly even the bus drivers that are looking in the school systems uh, so that you wouldn't have to send them to South Bend or, or wherever they uh, go now to get training. Well, and it would it, it could be for everything. So, I mean, yes. it could be the city street department. Yes. It could be, I don't know, anybody, a factory who ha- needs a truck driver yes. could get trained. Yep. That would be very interesting. So that's something that's being discussed at at the state level and and i don't know the cost of a simulator and and all the details but jason's going down to purdue to to uh find out um what's happening there yeah well i'm sure if push came to shove the county would find some place to locate that yes so that it would be available for everybody in the county so exactly yeah i mean it's going to benefit culver and argus and bourbon and bremen everybody so exactly interesting yep uh, next on the agenda, you had Shannon McLeod. Um, she is from Priority Projects, and she is a grant writer who has been working on the Okra Grant for Owner-Occupied Rehabilitation Projects. And this is actually part of the Stellar uh, Communities uh, Award that we got to basically to allow people who own their home to continue to remain in their home um, some of them don't have the funds that they need to maybe put in a new furnace or upgrade their windows or insulation, or maybe they've lived in their home long enough. I mean, it could be, you could f- actually probably find somebody that in this town that still has a clawfoot bathtub <laughs> and, you know, they're older and they need a step in shower instead yep. of a climb into the tub situation anymore. Exactly. So she uh, was there to give you guys an update on how that project is getting underway. There were um, a total of 62 applicants uh, for this uh, household rehab. And of the 62, 16 were selected. And they are throughout uh, the county. Uh, There's a couple in the city of Plymouth, a couple out in the county. There's one in Argus, one in La Paz. Uh, three in Bremen, um, and when I say out in the county, there there's one down by you know Culver, uh, I think it's Hibbard, uh, that is the actual address, but that's a Culver address, and so um, 
and one of them, the house sold that had been selected. So oh. they're going to number 17 oh, wow. okay. uh, to be filled in uh, and check with them if that property is still uh, available. But most of them, like you said, Kathy, are, are older adults that are disabled and need ramps. They need walk-in showers versus the tub that you have to crawl mm-hmm. over and get in. Um, they need a new furnace. So of of the 16, eight are going to be um, open. The, the bids will be opened on December 19th for eight of those that will um, have the interior work done. The other eight... We'll wait until June uh, when the weather's nice, and, and then those are mostly the exteriors, the roofing, the gutters, the downspouts, uh, the outside ramps up to the porch to get them in the house. That's when those will be done. So uh, we got that information, um, and, and so all of that has to be done. We talked about the um, contractors that will be able to submit. There will be a meeting with them. They will have to meet the county guidelines to do these builds. Wh- because which one of those would be they have to be um, registered in yes. this county, Yes, uh, which means that they. it's just an assurance for somebody to know that this is a, a reputable dealer. Right. And hopefully, and like Shannon said, hopefully this doesn't knock the mom and pop contractor out um because you know they have to have a a, mike miley and jim clevenger are going to review their uh, documentation for this brent martin is doing the design as the architect on the project uh for anything that's done in these 16 houses that have been selected so those will be submitted and um if they're out in the county Brent will do an inspection, but also our county building inspector, Hmm. Steve Howard, will do, you know, to to cover us as a county. Because if a a property owner has a problem, they're going to come back to the county, (laughs) which usually happens. And so we want to make sure that um, things are done right with plumbing and electrical, especially on those interior um, remodels um, that are are being looked at. So... um, and Shannon is well aware of that, and they'll have meetings with the contractors, spell everything out before actual letting the bids um, so that the contractors know what they're going to mm-hmm. be facing and what's required of them. Now, when we talk about contractors, and the first we're going to do with the eight first, are, are you hoping one contractor will bid on all eight, or are you hoping that you may have Eight contractors all bid on different ones. Or exactly, whatever. because it it I think it's going to depend on where the property's at. If it's in Plymouth, sure. you, you you may have one contractor that bids on all the Plymouth ones. You may have one contractor that bids on all the Bremen ones. Um, so, but but the goal is, and I don't know if there's um, she didn't say and we didn't ask if there was a specific timeline that those have to be done in. Um, so I, I you know that. That's weather, you know, weather dependent on those outside uh, and probably availability of material for those being done inside. And this bid opening will be done at the commissioner's meeting? Yes, on December 19th. So it'll be open to the public. Uh, Will you, and I don't know if you'll even know this, I mean, is there some 
anonymity for the homeowners? Or, I mean, is, is it going to say, do you think it'll be house number A, the bids were this, or is it going to be Joe Blow's house had a bit of that type situation that well, we, we kind of protect those who are... We have the assistance? list of homeowners and addresses. Okay. Uh, the oldest home, by the way, that is looking it, at being done is in... Ni- it is in 1836. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it only needs roof, gutter, and soffit replacement. Wow. <laughs> that baby was built like a fort. That's the oldest one. Wow. And then we've got some that are you know newer, 2000, uh, I think, is the newest one. Um, but yeah, we've we've got all the names and um, what what they're asking Projects the are. scope of the work. Um, so I'll leave that with you also. And this was a, a five hundred thousand dollar grant. Yes, that was awarded through Stellar. Um, and obviously, of that five hundred, there's some funds coming out uh, for advertising for this bid thing uh, for the grant writer. And Shannon was overseer. very upfront. The the management upfront. Uh, to do all this is a hundred thousand. So out of the five hundred, a hundred thousand is being spent probably on uh, the management, architect, planning. You know, which had to go through that. Well, advertise for all the yes. application process, review a uh, sixty some applications, narrow that down, contact all of these people. Yes, I mean it. It it, it was a very complicated process to go through. Yep. Um, but I I got the feeling that if it works well that you know the yes. state may continue to do some things like this I agree um let's see there was one other question I wanted to ask you about this what was that um asked you about you and I are a good pair you know I that? should, I should have wrote it down really good it, it oh, wouldn't help <laughs> how about about how much are we spending on a home is there a an estimate or an average $25,000 a home. Okay, that's like the max or yes. something. Yes. Yep. Okay. Just so and, people know. And Shannon pointed out to the commissioners that she hopes that we if a bid comes in at 265, would the commissioners be able to bump in 1500? <laughs> well, you know, we're not going to commit to that right now. <laughs> but if the bid came in at Twenty-one five, right? And there would be extra funds from all of these left over. Is there a possibility at the other end of adding on another project? I don't. I don't know how that grant is worded in order to to accomplish that or not. Yeah. But I would hope so. Yeah. So that another, and there you may have to pick and choose because right. okay, this is only how much money we have left. Exactly. And let's look through the list. Oh, this one would fit into that amount yes. of money. So yes. Would be interesting. Well, I, I'm really excited, and this is a big one because it really is trying to keep people in their homes. Correct. And keep them safe yes. in their homes in this county. Yep. So that's a that's a good thing. Uh, next on the agenda, I got to look. Oh, uh, you guys had to pass an ordinance. This has to do with um, the sheriff's sale and the, the request to increase the fee. And this, this really does not come... At a request of the sheriff. No. Um, but more, SRI is the company who does the uh, tax sales and or the sheriff sales. And um, we have been charging $180,000 or $180 <laughs> uh, for each parcel on tax sale. And that had been split 
USI was getting 100, and I believe we, the county, got 80, or the sheriff's department got 80 for the time and effort involved in getting this put together. Well, US, or not US, SRI has come up and said, we want 180. Yeah. So that means now there's nothing for the sheriff's department. And state statute actually says you can go as high as $300. Right. And so the commissioner said, let's just move it up to the max and, and be done with it. And we, we had our first public hearing uh, um, two weeks ago, and it passed on first reading. And, and so um, we had another public hearing because that's what Mr. Clevenger advised the auditor to do is advertise it as a public hearing. Even though so, he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> real nice, Jim. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so we opened up public hearing. There was no public comments. Um, and so public meeting got closed. Um, uh, motion was made to pass and waive or suspend the rules and approve it on second and third reading, which it was a unanimous vote to up the fee from 180 to 300. Now, I think I asked Kevin this at one point and I don't know if you'll have an answer. Kevin, call in. Yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't have an answer for sure. Um, the portion that the sheriff's department receives, and I want to make it clear, the, the it goes to the sheriff's department. Back in the old days, I think, you know, a lot of things went into the sheriff's pocket. Yes. Um, it, but it was set up that way. Well, Here is yeah, so much to it. feed the inmates, yeah. and if you can feed your prisoners for less money... You get to yep. keep that money. Well, we have changed, and we contract with the sheriff now, and that's what his pay is. Yes. So, like, this money that will be um, revenue come in will not go into his pocket. It, it's a sheriff's department thing, but are there? do you know if there are restrictions or of how that money can be spent or where that money goes? I do not know. That's a, that would be an auditor question. Okay. Because she would know what line it goes on mm -hmm. in the sheriff's budget uh, from those uh, sheriff sale fees. Okay. Well, maybe we can find that out there. Yeah. I'll give Julia a buzz. And exactly. See uh, next on the agenda was the Lifelong Learning Network. Um, and it says that Allie Shook uh, was on the agenda. But I see by your Facebook page, it was Greg Hildebrand who attended. Yes. Uh, and the Lifelong Learning Network was very fortunate they received a full funding request from the ready grant of one million seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars correct and so now there is a local match that is required a, a local public match and then there is a local private donation match correct and you and the city of plymouth stepped up together to work on the local public match for them yes so greg came forward to request we had initially when, when this was all presented, um, the commissioners voted uh, to support the Lifelong Learning Network as presented a million and a half dollars and used the ARPA funds, some of the ARPA funds, uh, for this purpose. And so that again came up and uh, support was given uh, to take 1.5 uh, from our ARPA funds and give to the Lifelong Learning Network. I think the city, if I'm not mistaken, Kathy, uh, their portion was like 650000 uh, that they agreed to okay. support. And then Greg was very clear that the other will come from uh, private donations um, because the Lifelong Learning Network 
is working with uh, manufacturing uh, and retail on what their needs are. And so some of where they're going to go get their money are, are from manufacturing companies in the industrial parks, and they will, they will help fund the Lifelong Learning Network, which in turn will give them employees that are trained to do the work in those manufacturing companies. So it, it's a great working relationship with our communities in the county, um, both manufacturing and uh, I, I'm excited about it. I, I think it's something that we've needed, um, and, and I commend Greg and Allie and, and the board, the Lifelong Learning Board, uh, who has worked so diligently on this. Well, and I think uh, the the Ready Grant people, I mean, saw this as something that is this is beneficial to every community correct um and into every school corporation i mean and this is old people too i mean um somebody who wants to change a career but doesn't know how to do a job they they can be trained to do that so i mean there's been lots of discussions about this lifelong learning network that would allow they've even talked about like people who are on community corrections to be able to go to the net, to this location and get training yes so that when they can go into the work field they have the, the skills that they need to make their life better and it was asked of greg uh, is this uh going to be open um a after work so people have the opportunity to go there after work and, and primarily right now we're going to use um some of the school classrooms in Plymouth Community Schools, um, they're also using part of the the old bus garage um, as, as setting up for for that there. Um, but eventually, as was presented to us, they would like to build a structure right. um, that is you know self supported and all by itself. But for right now, so because they're using Plymouth Community Schools, it has to be done after school in order to use those those right. classrooms that will be needed. But it, it is a positive for this community. Um, it, it, it'll, it just allows people another opportunity to be able to improve the skills that they have, which then in turn allows them to, you know, make more revenue, have more income, support their families better, um, maybe get them off of, you know, food stamps and, and assistance programs. But also um, some of these people who have struggled um, to get jobs, because of their past history, it gives them an opportunity to step up and now have certifications that they can walk into a place and say, oh, this person has, is certified in this. And and it gives them an extra check mark on that application process. So Correct. It's a good thing. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I, I show on my agenda, Les McFarland from the Marshall County Sheriff's Department. Uh, was there to ask for a grant for domestic cannabis er eradication and suppression. Did he show up? He did show up. Okay. Um, and this was um, this is a this is a first um, that it it was a federal funded thing that Les found out through the state police that this was, grant was available. And, and we have um, two canine units 
and to train the officer and the canine is about $500 a day. And so um, this grant is for $1,500. And so it has to, when you you get money from the feds, they want it documented um, backwards, forwards, sideways, and uh, it has to be documented where the where the line goes in the budget and where it comes from out of the budget. So Julie was Julie and Tori worked with Les on getting this uh, established, and so that's where the money will go is to train canine units uh, for the uh, suppression and eradication of marijuana, which in Indiana is illegal. Uh, even though every state around us, it's okay. Um, it's not in Indiana yet, and I'm not suggesting an opinion on that. I'm just telling you like it is. Just the facts, ma'am. Um, so I'm, I'm just saying that. But anyway, that was approved uh, to, to put that $1,500 in the uh, sheriff's training. Very good. Um, why don't we take our first break of the morning? Can do that. I got <laughs> stuff to give away. Okay, um, great. And then we will come back and have more with Mike Burroughs. Yeah. Oh, joy. <laughs> we got a couple of uh, Niles <laughs> tickets. Um, so if you want to uh, go to Niles and uh, <laughs> you can uh, be caller number four. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. If you won something from us in the last six weeks, please give other folks a shot at these. So uh, good luck. Well, it's that time of year again. <laughs> what are you saying? He's trying to tell you about the trick-or-treat trails at Swan Lake Resort. <laughs> yes, October 29th. That's a Saturday. And trick-or-treat 5 to 7. With free hangouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, costume contest. <laughs> Next Dungeon 7 at the Swan Lake Chop House. Chop House, how fitting. October 29th at Swan Lake Resort. Hey Plymouth, Surf's fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Get one gig speed and two free Eero whole home Wi-Fi routers for only $85 a month. No contract and free installation at a price that's locked in for life. That's right, the price you pay today won't jump up each year like cable. We're expanding to more neighborhoods every day, so visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard. Day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's Backyard to prove Progressive has 24-7 protection has a rip in it. But a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington says she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now. That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Since 1930, Marshall County RMC has provided dependable electricity and quality service to its members. Marshall County RMC strives to provide dependable electricity at a competitive cost to every member in their rural coverage area. Today, RMC serves roughly 6,000 members. Marshall County RMC, a touchstone energy cooperative. Good morning, good day, today's 
Today's name is Tuesday. Yes. It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA Implement. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Well, Kara is going to be uh, at Niles. Uh, so Kara, congratulations, you got the two tickets to the uh, Scream Park in Niles. and uh, She's going to be screaming her head off. And she'll be uh, just... A screaming fool. Um, by the way, this, this song goes out as a special dedication to the folks at Low Bob's, north of the city of Plymouth. I uh, went in for my uh, daily 20 sodas, and uh, the uh, the lady there said, you know, my boss told me I need to get a, a life. I said, why? She goes, because I've memorized every one of your day songs word by word. <laughs> So the gauntlet was thrown down. I have to come up with new ones. So Ah. um, you folks at Low Bob's, don't stop listening. We're going to find out what new uh, day songs we can find just for you. Cool. All right. Um, Plus, I'll take a discount on my pops. (laughs) (laughs) There's no shame. Actually, I'm a shake guy out there. It is uh, Tuesday. October the 18th, and we are with Marshall County Commissioner Mike Burroughs. I do want to let folks know the phone lines are open. It's 574-936-4096. If you want to have a question or a comment uh, about the discussion that we are having about the from the commissioner's meeting yesterday, you can also text the show at 574-307-6647, and Rusty will be happy to translate those texts uh, to us, that if they get here in time, well, you, they you, don't always come on time. They come weird, and sometimes they don't. They come jabbered, like yeah. It's not the person's typing; it's somehow they get yeah. translated. They get shook up in the wind in the air. Well, and, some people use voice text, yes. and those those get <laughs> no, very funny. Be, yeah, they can be interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what the heck? Were yeah. you drinking? <laughs> Did yeah. you read it before you said yes? <laughs> nope. Yep. Ah. So on yesterday's commissioner's meeting, Ty Adley, who is the county plan director, uh, came to you guys with a request um, to make a purchase for his yeah. department. Yeah, that normally doesn't happen. So Ty was, you know, kind of yeah. out of out of his element. Uh, but he bought he he his lease on the copier that is in the planning commission uh, office is coming out of the lease, and so there needs to be a plan put in place to replace it. And so uh, he brought us a uh, request from um, Adams Remco for a new copier that uh, is five thousand four hundred twenty six dollars and ninety six cents, and we ha- have approved that as county commissioners. How much is it? Five thousand four hundred twenty-six point nine six. What did I put in there? Fifty-four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I wanted to know what kind of copier is he getting. Uh, misplaced that comma. That you know, 
Bad, bad Mike, bad Mike. You know, when I saw that on the agenda about the copier, I thought to myself, remember, Kathy, not that long ago, it was like almost every meeting somebody oh, yes. wanted a new copier. Oh, yeah. And all yes. of a sudden, that's yeah. all over yes. with. I got to yeah. feel like you guys have gone to paperless <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I remember almost uh, every meeting. Yes. It was like, oh, we'd like to have a new copier. Well, yep. and in the plan commission, they need a different type of copier yes. Yes, than your standard do. office yeah. copier because exactly. of the plans and drawings yes. and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, did had he budgeted this into his yes. budget? In, yes. For and this is going to be a a next year purchase or yet this year purchase? Oh, you're asking me a question <laughs> I didn't ask Kathy, and I don't think any of the okay. other two did either. Um, I, I know his lease is is coming up uh, at the. I think it's at the end of the year, so I think this okay. is a next year purchase. But and, he wanted to lock in the rate now. Um, and we did ask about the availability, and Adams Remco did say that they, they have it available. Well, that's good. Yep. And is he is it doing an outright purchase or yes. is it another lease? Purchase. Okay. All right. Good deal. Um, and then we had the county attorney's report, which we had no county attorney. We, we had no county attorney, but his uh, faithful sidekick <laughs> brought in the attorney report, okay. uh, which most of all we, we have covered um, through the bridges, uh, the, the, you know, the assignment of the appraisers uh, for um, 11th Road. And um, that was basically it. Um, he did update us. The Bliss McKnight has been... Um, handling the lawsuit out at the jail and so there was a, a sentence about that the current one i mean it i don't want to say it but it's anticipated that there may be another one yes this is the one that happened oh when how long last did year she I th- passed I think. away yeah yes yeah okay all right just so that people yes. understand yes that. okay yep and in in his report kathy and something that we want to talk about is uh, the Indiana Department of Environmental Management is having their meeting, and I want to stress that it is <laughs> their meeting, not the commissioner's meeting, not the council meeting. It'll be in the commissioner's room Thursday night at 6 o'clock regarding the formation of the Marshall County Regional Sewer District, and they are coming to listen to comments, concerns, and not there, there will not be any presentation. Um, I don't even think that the, um, the, the people who are designing the project are, are going to be there. I, as far as I know, they, the, it's an open public meeting, so they can, they can come and listen um, and be there to uh, possibly answer any questions. Uh, but this, again, this is an IDEM meeting uh, Thursday at 6. I'm kind of shocked that I didn't. Or Wednesday have... at six. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you because yeah. we said the 19th and then yeah. you said Thursday. So Wednesday. I was like, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow night, six o'clock. Yes. In the commissioner's meeting room. That's the second floor of the county building. And I do believe it will be live streamed. Oh, that'll be great. Um, and and during that part, if you hook in fast enough, now live stream just means you're going to be watching it. Yes. Um, it does not mean that you can converse back and forth you can't type in a question correct I, i've been to some meetings where you can actually yeah, type right um to people and sometimes i'll say can you get them closer to the mic <laughs> because i can't hear them yeah uh, but i 
I'm a little bit surprised that they're basically there have assumed, and it's been, I mean, we've been doing this since the first of the year. So, right, right, right. Um, it, it, That everybody knows what it, the plan is and what the project is. So c- tell us, but what the county wants is they want people to come who are in agreement with this as well as those yes. who are not in agreement with this. Yeah, and, and again, let me just uh, offer a brief summary. Um, originally, we, we looked at several different projects. And if, if the county were to take on each project, let's say we called Twin Lakes uh, Sewer District, um, we'd have to pay a management fee for that. If we did a Lake Latonka uh, sewer district, we'd have to do a, a management fee a separate, for that. Yes. Right. So by lumping these all together, we're lessening the cost and hopefully lumping the cost, which lessens it because the more people you get involved, it equalizes the cost for everyone. And so, again, only those people who hook up to the sewer would be charged. So, um, and, and there is... A, a period of, so if you just put a new septic system in, you would be allowed to apply for a waiver. And I, and I don't have all the details from the, from the state um, on, on how long that waiver would last. Um, but I, I do want people to understand that it's not, you have to hook up. There's no mandatory on ex- this one. Ex- exactly. But if you don't hook up, at the beginning, and let's say, and maybe you just don't want to hook up. Right, you know, right. That it, it, and you hook up three years later, you're going to pay. Uh, you're basically going to yeah. pay what you didn't pay over those three years. You're, you're going to put in the same amount of money as these other people. Yes, and the, the septic systems permitting has changed so much. Over the years, Uh, if I were to buy a house or build a house now, there would have to be a septic inspection. And most of the time, that septic inspection needs two leach fields because it's not if it fails, it is when it fails. And so to get a permit now, um, if I am within so many feet of my neighbor's house, and if I am so many feet of my neighbor's well, I can't put a septic in. So some of our lake people or um, residential subdivisions, um, you couldn't get a new septic permit where you live. And so we're trying to um, create a safety net for our people that live in our county so that they can stay in their house their property value won't go down to zero because you can't sell it um and and so it's um and and people don't understand that or don't that has happened though yes and a a prime example i can remember is uh craig cultice that they they inherited his wife's property on one of the small lakes down yes. there by Lake Max and Cutty. Yes. And uh, the septic failed and they, they tried everything. They tried to buy property from the neighbors and they they tried to put their, their system across the road and bring it. They tried everything and couldn't. And um, they ended up going on like a pump and haul for a while. But 
And, you know, this, this is the kind of thing that will help, uh, especially in this first one. This first project is going to be a lake project. Correct. Um, now, the fortunate people could be those that are on whatever road they choose. That has not been decided yet. Yes. But it's going to come into the city of Plymouth. And it's not going to come down State Road 17, I don't believe. I don't. I think it will come on a county road right. versus dealing with the state. And so that county road that it comes down, if your home is there, you ha- you will have an opportunity to be an add-on. Even though you may live three miles from the lake, you yes. have that opportunity to connect into that at that point. Yes. Which will be very beneficial for those. Um, I do want to let people also know, city people to know, that bringing in this additional water that needs to be treated um, those people in the county will pay a higher pay fee than what city residents pay. That is correct. So um, we're 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 starting to take some of their capacity away, but in exchange for that, we are paying a higher amount than what an, uh, the citizens in Plymouth will pay. And my understanding is this is not a surprise to the city of Plymouth. Um, sewer treatment plant. Oh, there's um, been, uh, there's had to have been tons of discussions yes. before this. Yes, so th- they have looked at the capacity of the Plymouth sewage treatment before even um, going further with this project. So um, all of that has been taken into consideration. Okay, so once again, that meeting is tomorrow night at 6 p.m. in the county building. Not the courthouse, but the county building. Yes. It's on the second floor. There's stairs and there's elevators. Room 203. Um, And as soon as you get off the elevators, it's right there in front of you. Yes. So come come or watch online. And if you want to watch online, you just go to the Marsh County website, scroll down a little bit, and it says... Live meetings. Yeah, watch live meetings or something like that. Click on that, and it'll, it'll come up for you. Or we hope it does. Yes. <laughs> we're planning that it will. Yes. Um, now, Julie Fox, the county auditor, also gave you guys an update on the recent tax sale. Yes, she did. And there were uh, initially 77 parcels uh, on that list. And um, off of that list, only 23 um, came to tax sale and all but nine sold. Um, the total of those sold were $505,000. And um, I think going back on the tax roll is uh, $38,130. Oh, okay. So that was good information. So and what s- you mean, the difference between the 77 and the 23 is those people came in and yes. cut their taxes up and, yes. and were okay. Yes. Now, the, the nine, nine that did not sell... Um, Kevin asked Julie if those properties were in communities that we could work out an interlocal agreement on what to do with those properties. So we'll have to get the addresses and and get those uh, agreements uh, prepared by uh, our attorney Clevenger and whatever town attorney we are dealing with. And and at some point, you know, part of it could be that. The neighbor next door doesn't actually know that that just went up for a tax sale. Yes. So somebody could approach them and say, hey. Do you want this? This this went up for a tax sale. It, it It's this little sliver. And sometimes they are slivers. Not, yes. Not a lot big enough to even put a house on. Right. Um, 
do you do you would you like this to be added onto your property right. instead? Right. So so um, you have control of it. Right. So and and some of them are bigger pieces of property that maybe have been along a railroad track and. You know, it could be something that one of the smaller communities could transform into a little pocket park mm -hmm. or something like that. So, good point. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Um, I did see that during the commissioner's portion of the meeting, Stan Klotz uh, talked a little bit about purchasing another truck uh, for the commissioners or, or it, the county building. It, it's truck. for the building inspector, okay. uh, Steve Howard's truck. Um, and, and what he wants to do is take advantage of the um, incentive that is being given by, um, I think it's Ram or Dodge Chrysler um, right now. Um, and, and we're getting a, a, a large incentive. Well, I, I hate to call it incentive, but it's, it a, is, it's well, a discount. Yeah, it's a municipal discount. Municipal discount that, that is... Ford is not being able... And it's not right. Oliver Ford isn't being right. able. Ford will not let Oliver Ford offer Correct. a municipal discount. And, right and so we can get another truck, um, hopefully, because the they and what happens is they open a window that if somebody wants a municipal truck, they have a two day window, let's say, and ours is October 28th. And so Stan requested he has six thousand six hundred dollars left to put down as a down payment and then we'll get the truck next year um, and we'll pay the balance next year and this will be a 2023 truck for our building inspector hmm. uh, i know last at the last meeting um he, you guys approved him by getting a new truck for the county surveyor and that and it'll um, be the same price that and that truck thirty-eight thousand, i think it was and we're talking kind of like a, a stripped down model yes um I know that the surveyors had a tow package on it and four-wheel drive, I think, yep. and he had the undercarriage sprayed Correct. because he plans on keeping, it. keeping the trucks yes. longer. Yep. And so that kind of protects them from the winter snow and ice uh, and Yep, slush. and this will be this will be the exact same thing. Wow, well, that was very good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, while we got you here, we still have a little bit of time. Uh, we did have uh, the U.S. 30 project uh, or planning commission well no us 30 planning committee, committee meeting um before we left i haven't even written that story yet but um talk a little bit about uh, the meeting and and what you guys want to do in the future the the us 30 uh coalition which i'm a part of uh we have monthly zoom meetings and it uh, has representation from Allen County all the way over to Porter Laporte County. Um, so uh, Highway 30, um, and what each community and county have done is uh, set up meetings to plan what they would like to see in their community or county regarding the intersections along US 30. So our planning committee um, will discuss from Apple road over to county line road and look at traffic counts look at accidents um and, and so this was our initial meeting um we hadn't had a plan in place uh, and so we're, we are going to develop a plan to submit to ndot stating what we would like to see 
uh, versus J-turns or roundabouts or um, the dog bone. If you've been down to Tipton, uh, you know that dog bone intersection that is there uh, that goes into the Love's truck stop on one mm-hmm. side and the uh, transmission plant or facility over on the other side. Um, and, and so we are gathering, at, and it's a public meeting. Our next meeting will be November 14th at 1 o'clock, but we have representatives from uh, Pitco, Marshall County Economic Development Corporation, uh, Ansola College will be there at the next one. Uh, Plymouth Fire will be there at the next one because the concern is the safety of our people in our county, and we don't want to cut people off. Uh, we don't want to landlock uh, anybody so they can't get on 30 or 31 and so um, we had a, a great meeting I, I felt like it was a very good meeting and uh, we're even going to have people there from Ansel College at the next one uh, I've confirmed with Joe Height that he will be there he's the uh, chancellor from Marion University slash Ansel College uh, that will be there to discuss because uh, Ansel College has a lot of people uh, coming off of 30, um, and, and um, we're not the only committee meeting. Kevin Overmeyer has right. a U.S. 31 that met yesterday yes. afternoon, um, and, and so eventually, uh, here in the next couple months, we'll bring those two groups together because NDOT is designing this <laughs> with one team looking at both 31 and 30 because Plymouth and, Mar- and Marsh County is unique that we have 31 and 30 um, both under design and, and planning. And so we want to coordinate our efforts uh, and see what each of the um, people would like to see. Um, and so um, that next meeting I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to see what uh, Ralph Booker and Ty Adley come up with. Uh, we also had a representative from MACOG there, uh, James I really, Turnbaugh. Yeah, I like that. And so James is very helpful. He um, has uh, access to a lot of information and actually um, talked about being able to put, you know, do some road counts on the roads that cross 30 so that we can figure out what traffic patterns are. And Correct. Um, Ty had a lot of information, too, on, yes. on traffic counts. Um, it was kind of amazing. Uh, on you know fur road we'll say how many people are going north on fur road right. versus how many people drive south on fur road Correct. from 30 so yes it was very yeah. interesting all but all of that information the thing is regardless the state is in the future going to make a major change on US 30 um and it's going to happen on 31 like it already has a portion of it and we are going to have to cut off a lot of the crossroads and and so it it's for the county to say, this is where we think the best place is to have a bridge over to get over that highway. Or this is the best place we think is to have, uh, you know, access to get onto the highway. Correct. Some kind of an interchange situation. One of them I, I think is going to be really questionable is where 30 and 31 cross. And I don't know, a half a mile down the road to the east. Then you have the pilot truck stop and King Road and the County Highway Department right there that they don't really want to have another interchange that close. The the guideline that NDOT uses, and there's always an exception, 
but is three miles between interchanges <laughs> as a minimum. And that's why, um, for those of you in coming from the south or the north, um, 9A Road was closed because it's too close to the intersection mm -hmm. of 30 and 31. Um, so, and that's why NDOT did what they did there, although it, if you drive by there, you see people pull out and go north, uh, even though it's emergency vehicles only. The, some of those people evidently have to go to the bathroom real bad and go north. <laughs> or something. Yes. But um, so we have, you know, NDOT is at least this time giving us the opportunity to say, this is what we think. When we did the freeway on 31, basically from South Bend down here to 30, um, initially they designed the whole thing and then you know the county said whoa 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 you can't just put a road right down the middle of us and cut us in two we have to have some help yeah and so there was a lot of negotiating back and forth this time they're saying what do you think is best for you here are what you know here's kind of some of our standards can you make this work um and so we'll see another prime example would be queen road out to the west that goes over to Plymouth Laporte Trail. Um, it goes out to Swan Lake. Uh, and then the next road is Redwood Road. That, that goes into Jellystone. And so there's a lot of traffic that turns in there. But in reality, that Jellystone traffic could come down yes. to an intersection at Queen Road and then just backtrack a half mile right. to go in. And it would be a much easier and probably much safer crossing there uh, than coming out. Uh, at no light and you yes. know, pulling a trailer behind and yeah. all of that. Yeah, that's some days when we pulled in and out of there. It's like, oh, you know, and that then you get into that intersection. And then there's a lot of people that actually do come from the Chicago area and want Correct. to turn in there. And Correct. you're trying to get out and either cross the street or head to the east. And it's confusing in there. So it'll be interesting to see what the committee thinks is going to be the best for the people and, and take into consideration. How long is it going to take a fire truck to get out to Jellystone? Right. Um, you know, and how long is it going to take an ambulance to get there? And so yes. it'll be it'll be an interesting meeting. You guys are going to meet monthly, and what are we thinking? Like maybe six months right now, each individually before you kind of converge and and meld into one. Uh, Kevin and I, <laughs> Kevin and I said a couple months, but we'll we'll see. Okay. I, we may be over optimistic, and I do want to go back to uh, a couple meetings ago. I said that people could go online to NDOT and look at the Propel, right. Propel input. Um, so far, a lot of people are just saying, don't block my driveway. Um, but, you know, NDOT has a bigger picture than just driveways. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, driveways are important and, and you know, we're going to give you access somewhere. Um, but um, so if you've got input, you can also input that way to the Pell study that is happening, which is scheduled to end 2024. And then the the first construction on like US 31, I think is 2028 um, is what I've heard. Now, obviously that's subject, subject to change, um, but uh, that's what I've heard. Well, and, and okay, think I'm just thinking at Redwood because there's Jellystone on the north side and on the south side there is a business there that sells a variety of things. Yes. Um, 
Okay, we've got Jellystone figured out how people can get in there. They just have to go a half mile past and then backtrack a half mile. But for that business across the street, and there's no exit there, they're going to have to go down to Queen Road, exit off, go back down like the road you would, the old road you'd take, it's the old 30 yep. road that you would take into Donaldson, and then you'd have to turn up Redwood and come back up that way. Well, you have to think about agribusiness. Um, you've got the case. Uh, oh, and, that's a and bad one, yes. John Deere uh, uh-huh. right across the street, and, and that's close to King and 9A, <laughs> yes, which is close is. to 30 and 31. So, you know, how are you going to cut off those businesses um, and, and take care of the pilot truck stop and the entrance there for the trucks? <laughs> And have 30 and 31. So there's an instance where an exception is probably going to have to be made. Um, and I know if we're in Allen County, they've done some write-in, write-outs. Um, now, I haven't. I can only assume what that means, but it means if you're going the wrong way, you can't get there. Right. I mean, you're going to have to really finagle your way yes. around yeah. and try and get there. But yep. Well, it'll be interesting to see another another area. Then, when we talk about um, that, is further to the west, where you know, okay, we've got the shopping complex where we got the mall and Walmart and the dealers and the food places. So we've got Oak Road, and along then the with a train road, track, then a train track, then Pioneer Drive, yep. where we have the Indot Subdistrict, yep, a truck stop, and our industrial park. You know, how are we going to handle that? Yep. It's, it's going to be. And you've got wetlands there right by the railroad Yes. Track. Yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge. Plus, well, and you have the exit for State Road 17, this big overpass type thing that you come over. So, yeah, it's it's going to be real interesting to see yep. what what they come up with, what you the local group comes up with, and then what the state, I mean, just because we give them an idea doesn't always mean they're going to follow our ideas but we'll see <laughs> exactly we're not engineers and we didn't stay at a holiday and select last night so you know <laughs> yes. we'll see what what happens with both 31 and 30 you know down down on 31 you've got the huyan farms right um, and, and you've got the um humane society correct um that that's a busy interchange for truck traffic uh to to and from the farm and then you have a railroad. Yes. Right there, too, which is a dangerous railroad. And and Governor Holcomb has already made plans to go over that railroad. Without going through this Pell study. Yes. That project he already has underway. And he's all, already he's working on a project, too, uh, for down at 10. Yes. At Argus there. Yep. Um, that While the, the, the Pell study goes down to 110, um, they're already working to Correct. try and improve that intersection at yep. Argus. And as my understanding, we have not seen that what's going to be done at 10 and 31 yet. Okay. Well, it was interesting. And look, we've talked for over an hour. So an yeah. hour and 15 minutes about. Pe- people are tired of me already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad you take good notes, Mike, um, so that you could do the talking today oh well thank you thank you i appreciate you coming in and spending time with us yeah Um, i think it's really good for our listeners uh to be you know hear it firsthand (laughs) from whoever's handling the meeting you know you know what's going on and what what we 
are are seeing happening here in the county. Well, this is the only thing we've got to offer the the our constituents, um, the residents of our county is you know the the service that we provide through through roads and and all the various aspects uh, of living in our county. So mm-hmm. um, you know nothing is off the table. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Well, why don't we take um, our second break, Rusty? I'm sure that you can come up with something for us to give away, maybe. Got a chop house dinner. It's spaghetti this time. Oh, that sounds actually good on a cooler that evening really like this. Definitely. Uh, anyway, we've got spaghetti. Uh, they serve from 5 to 9 on Thursdays. And so uh, you got a freebie. And once again, if you won something from us in the last six months, give somebody else a shot. Caller number 6, 574-936-4096. 574-936-4096. Caller 6 going to the chop house. Well, it's that time of year again. What are you saying? He's trying to tell you about the trick-or-treat trails at Swan Lake Resort. Yes, October 29th. That's a Saturday. And trick-or-treat 5 to 7. With free hang-ons. Yeah, costume contest. And that starts at 7 at the Swan Lake Chop House. Chop House, how fitting. October 29th at Swan Lake Resort. You want to know what's going on in Marshall County? Just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste, large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Marshall County Fiber is a partnership between Marshall County REMC and Rochester Telephone Company. Fiber is the fastest internet around. New technology is developed each day to digitize much of our daily routine. But over time, adding devices to your home network leads to slower connections. With Gigabyte Internet, you'll be ready for anything. Visit MarshallFiber.com to see if Marshall County Fiber is available in your neighborhood.
phone lines are open now. Call 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. All right. There's a Tuesday morning song. That's the Pogues. Wow. The Pogues, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't gentlemen. heard them in a while. You're right. You haven't. <laughs> I was a, a matter of fact, you, if you are judging their music by that one, you might be surprised <laughs> at what you get if you look up the Pogues and start playing some of their stuff. Okay. So. Anyway, Our Marlon. Winner. Marlon. Good deal. As in the fish. Uh, but he's having the, spaghetti. He's eating it. Yeah. Yeah. At the Swan doesn't, Lake Chop House. Doesn't have to have plankton tonight. He there can, you go. He can have some spaghetti. So uh, Thursday night, spaghetti night at the Chop House. Marlon going to be there some Thursday night. Doesn't have to be this one. Exactly. So uh, anyway, thanks for playing our game. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to talk a few news things. I do want to let folks know that tonight at 5.30, the Plymouth Redevelopment Commission is meeting in the second floor meeting room of City Hall. Um, they should, will probably get an update, a, a, a small update on the Hoham Drive uh, widening project, which is from Michigan Road to just west of Western Avenue out there. Um, there will also probably be a quick update from Donnie Davidson for the wastewater solar project uh, that is being funded partially uh, with TIF funds. And um, I'm pretty sure we'll probably get some information on the Centennial Crossing uh, project. Uh, maybe not, though, that's going on the residential development on the north side uh, by Centennial Park. Sure. Uh, a couple of news stories I definitely want to touch base on. Tuesday evening, about 7.45, the Marsh County Dispatch Re Center received a call from the 19,000 block of 4B Road uh, saying that the, the home there had been struck several times by bullets um, that were fired nearby, from nearby, and said one of the bullets had actually struck a bedroom window where his child was sleeping and broke glass and had injured one of the children. So the glass had bro had broken, and that's what injured one of the children. So the Marsh County Sheriff's Department went out um, and did find suspects who were shooting in the 4,000 block of Thorn Road. And during an investigation, it was determined that the three subjects did not have a uh, sufficient backstop to be shooting semi-automatic rifles towards the victim's house. So three people were arrested, Devon Carmack, 22, and Dalton Carmack, 25, from Mishawaka, along with 32-year-old Kendrick Emerson of Plymouth. They were all lodged in the Marshall County Jail for criminal recklessness, shooting a firearm into an inhabited structure, which is a level 5 felony, and they were held in the county jail on $1,500 cash bonds. So, I mean... Unfortunately, a child did get injured. Uh, fortunately, it was a minor injury compared to what it could have right, been. Yeah. Um, having bullets go into a residential home is really scary. Yeah. So that is not good. 
Uh, last week, Julie Fox uh, asked the county council if they would create two new funds. Um, these are for the opioid restricted and uh, the opioid unrestricted funds. Um, this is where the county is going to put their share of the opioid settlement funds that they're going to get. Uh, you know, this is really uh, an interesting thing. The funds are going to come over a period of 18 years. And while Marshall County is estimated to receive a total of 140000 almost $148,000 uh, for the unrestricted funds, um, and the restricted funds is about four hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars. Four, five, six. So about seven hundred thousand dollars over eighteen years. <laughs> um, the the estimates and this first year we're going to get actually um, when the money comes in we're going to be getting two payments: the twenty twenty-two and the twenty twenty-three payment. So the estimated unrestricted payments for the county is $24,240 for this year. And next year, that payment is $300. That's a big difference there. Yeah. Um, and then the estimated restricted payment for this year is going to be $100,000, just over that. And next year's payment is $15,000. So the first payment's the biggie, and then the rest is minimal. Right. Um, so, and I have and I have not been able to discern through the paperwork that I was given exactly what the restricted and unrestricted that, I mean, obviously it's going to be how it's spent, how you can spend it. Um, part of it, I'm sure, is going to be education. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, prevention, something like that. So we'll see. Um, on Sunday, about 1.30 in the afternoon, Officer John Weir with the Plymouth Police Department was dispatched out dispatched out to 1900 uh, North Michigan Street to the CVS store. I had a typo. Okay. Uh, CVS, not CVA. Okay. That's what happens when I had to type all of my news in the car yesterday. Well. So... Uh, uh, and for a possibly intoxicated person in the parking lot, when Officer Weir got there, he saw somebody he knew, 47-year-old Olin Howard of Argus. He was yelling and hitting his pickup truck in the parking lot there. Oh, that's productive. And and he wasn't aware that Officer Weir was on the scene and, and watching him and seeing what was going on. Um, Officer Weir uh, did see a female inside the truck who was passed out. Um, and when he looked into the window, he saw suspected heroin and syringes on the center council. So uh, Mr. Howard was taken into custody and lodged in the Marshall County Jail for possession of heroin and possession of syringes. And the unnamed female, female was transported to the Plymouth Hospital's ER department. Uh, because of HIPAA, you know, you can't nope. say that. And there were no charges for her at that time, so... Nope. During the October meeting of the Plymouth Plan Commission, Sean Cerisi uh, asked if there was anybody from the Plan Commission who would be willing to join Angie Rupchuk Schaefer to sit on this on the steering committee for the blah, 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 for the 
comprehensive plan. Gosh, I had to think about it for a minute. I gotta see. <coughs> yeah. I'm writing this. Okay, for the comprehensive plan. And so um, he said, you know, they're, they're thinking that they're going to be meeting monthly for about six months. Um, there will be an opportunity for public comments, uh, public input. Uh, but Fred Webster raised his hand well, like he would you. and volunteered to be on that committee. So he's going to serve on there. And basically, this committee is going to start looking at how... Uh, they would like to see the city grow over the next 10 to 20 years. And they're going to actually have specific opening. Their meetings are going to be open to the public, but they're going to have specific meetings where they're going to want public input on probably kind of specific topics um, during this whole comprehensive plan update. Um, and just so you know, other members of the comprehensive plan steering committee are Ty Adley, who's the county plan director, Ali Shook, who is from the Lifelong Learning Network. And I have another typo right there. <laughs> and she's also on the Complete Streets Committee. Um, Mitch Mohotter, who is the Plymouth Com Community School Superintendent. Gary Nightig and Matt Davis, they're from ITAMCO. Greg Hildebrand from the Marsh County Economic Development Corporation. Linda Yoder from United Way and the Community Foundation. Chelsea Smith, who is the North Township trustee and is an employee at First Source Bank. Connie Holtzworth, who is the Chamber of Com from the Chamber of Commerce here in Plymouth. Uh, Realtor Ed Ruiz. Also, Norma, or Ed, Realtor Ed Rodriguez. And also, Norma Rodriguez, who is an English as a second language specialist. Brett Martin, he's a local architect. He's going to sit on that committee. Uh, Evelyn Varga. Uh, she's from Mila's, actually, yeah. and uh, she works for Community Corrections. Yeah. Matthew Selmer from Moon Tree, uh, the City Plan Director, Ralph Booker, uh, City Council Members Don Ecker and Jeff Huyen, Mayor Center, City Attorney Sean Cerisi, Laura Mann, who is the Promotion of the City Coordinator, and she also uh, is a business owner in downtown with Butterfly Boutique, Anna Kitzman from the Heartland Artist Gallery and developer Kevin Berger. So um, they're going to be working uh, as a steering committee. But as I said, there will be lots of opportunity as time goes on uh, for public input, too. Sure. Uh, let's see. On Thursday, last Thursday, about 5 o'clock, the Sheriff's Department uh a deputy did a traffic stop on uh, in town here at Novelty and Walnut Streets in Plymouth. Uh, the driver of that vehicle, 33-year-old Andres Rosa of Plymouth, and a passenger, 40-year-old Roland Carrero of South Bend, uh, ended up being arrested after K-9 Diesel did a free air sniff around their vehicle and detected the presence of narcotics in the vehicle. Um, they were both transported out to the Marsh County Jail. Rosa was booked for possession of cocaine or a narcotic drug, less than five grams. When an enhancing curric uh, circumstance applies, so I'm guessing it was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the enhancing part is, but, and possession of marijuana. Uh, and he has a prior drug conviction, so that's not good. And then Carlowa. Uh, was booked for possession of cocaine or a narcotic drug and possession of marijuana. So, 
All right. Yes, that was not a good one. Um, I do want to let folks know that <laughs> they probably were wondering about this yesterday. Uh, this week, the city of Plymouth is getting started with leaf cleanup. Woo-hoo! And so you need to, and the leaves started falling yesterday, I think. Uh, might have been a little hard to rake yesterday with the snowflakes. I'm not yeah. sure. But mm-hmm. anyway, they're starting today and they should, they hope to end up by the la- latter part of November. You need to rake your leaves to the curb, not in the street. Leave them on the curb. They will come along and rake them, and then the sweeper will pick them up. But if you put them in the street, and then we have a rain, then the leaves block the sewer grates, and then the way get flooded streets. So don't put your leaves in the street. Um, And then they only pick up on city streets. They do not go into alleyways, so don't... the. I'm sorry, the leaves in the backyard, you've got to bring them to the front. And they don't go in into any of the manufactured home parks. So rake your leaves and get them taken care of. In the spring, they do not do leaf pickup again. So if you miss this, you can bag your leaves and set them at the curb after they end in November. And they they try to get around the city twice. I think it's on Mondays and Fridays and do like um, branches and trimmings and shrubs like you know that kind of stuff so they'll pick up your leaves at that time so heads up people yep uh let's see congratulations goes out to mike volrath uh last month late last month at the fall northwest indiana district of american waterworks association um he was awarded the john hardy Award for the Indiana Department of Environmental Management for his 25 years of service in the Indiana waterworks industry. And he is a city employee here. He is actually the assistant superintendent for the city of Plymouth Water Department. Well, good. So congratulations to you, Mike. Yes. Um, And then uh, congratulations, uh, Plymouth FOP. A big thank you, a huge thank you. Uh, Plymouth FOP, Chad Beatty, received a check from the from the MoCart, uh, these are are lawnmowers. Okay, like they racing lawnmowers yeah. is what they are. Yeah. Um, and they raced down at Argus yes, at the fairgrounds do. down mm-hmm. there. Um, and they had a fundraiser for the FOP, and they raised seven hundred and thirty three dollars. And so, um, they donated that money to. Uh, Plymouth FOP Lodge 195 and the Brotherhood of Professional Police Officers and, and Association. And so there's a picture of that on our website. Very good. At am1050.com. Yes. And now I've finished my news. And okay. There's really not too much time. I guess maybe I'll try and talk about my vacation trip tomorrow. Because there were some firsts on our vacation for one member of the committee. Okay. That, Oh, heck, I'm going to go ahead and do that part of it. Okay. Because I had to write it down already. Yeah. So went to Alabama and Florida. They're they're very close together where we stayed. We were in Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went down to Alabama and stayed in a beautiful condo right on the oceanfront. Just gorgeous. Weather was brute. Perfect. And um, one of the members in our party, Laura Mann, um, got to do several firsts 
for her vacation. Mm -hmm. It actually was her birthday, too. So Okay. Yes. Happy birthday, Laura. Very Again. much so, yeah. Um, she had her first trip to Waffle House. Okay. Had never eaten in a Waffle House yeah. before. Well, I had that experience about three years ago in St. Louis. I'd never been to one before. She says she probably won't eat in one again. Oh, she Lord doesn't know if Joe. it was really the food or there was something else, and and she was she kind of bothered her stomach oh, somewhat. But she had I'll fun. I'll be going back. It's just not <laughs> not cuisine I'm used to. She had fun, <laughs> um, and the waitress was great that we had there. But yep, so that was one of her firsts. Oh, good. Another one of her firsts was red vines. She's never had red vines. And red vines are red licorice. It's just a, a brand of licorice, but... It is on, the it's, only... It's the best. The only red... There are no <laughs> other... None. Not any. That Only red vines. Only, only. Red, red That's all that exists. You folks that are eating anything else that's passing as licorice are not eating true red licorice. There you go. Red vines is it. And then she had her first ride on a ferry boat. And being the driver that she was. You know, she drove the ferry boat? No. She oh, drove okay. the car onto right. the ferry. Right. And that was a little nerve-wracking for Laura. Well, um, you know, because face it, I mean, the boat pulls up and this metal ramp you know they yeah. let it down onto the concrete that you've sure. been sitting on and then you drive and it was just a little nerve-wracking but once she got on there she was okay and we had a fun time we left from um fort morgan landing and drove over to uh dolphin island landing um an island out there mm -hmm. and we just went over and had lunch um oh and we stopped at a bakery that okay. somebody told us we needed to stop at. So sure. We did that. Um, it, it's like a half an hour uh, across the bay there um, trip. It, you know, and it, we had to park so close to the side of the boat that uh, on the passenger side, you couldn't open the doors. So we just all sat in the car with the windows down, just in case the boat went down, that we could at least swim out the windows. <laughs> um. But we sat there and, and amazed, at, I guess we really weren't thinking, but amazed at the sea salt that kind of, the mist that came yeah. up and we had the windows down and it was on us and the windshield hmm. and the car was caked in it. Um, so That's we had to have a car wash afterwards um, to get that off of there. But it was fun. Yeah. And then um, her last thing, was she'd never stopped at a QT which is a, a southern gas station, quick time gas stations. They're pretty nice, um, pretty clean, lots of, tons of choices of drinks. I mean, I've never seen so many different drinks dispensers, like frozen drinks. I bet there's 12 different flavors of fro frozen drinks over there that you can do. And you can mix it up if you want. And, I, yeah. you know, they just, so we stopped at QT. So she had her first, her first QT stop too. Okay. So, that was just part of our vacation. That's... We really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, this was supposed to be a relaxing vacation, and that's what we tried to do. Well, good. So. All right, Rusty. It's time for you to talk. All right. 
Well, I don't have anything to talk about. We got nothing. Uh, no get your, birthdays? Get your birthdays in here. You're eligible for four cupcakes and a lot of dessert cafe, a free small drink from Coffee Lodge, and a bouquet of flowers from Cash. Hold Creek. on. Let me look at my book. The 18th. Oh, no. That person doesn't live here anymore. Did you say happy birthday yesterday to Kirk Gardner? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just checking. And Laura Mann. Yes, on, I did. On the 16th. So... That goes there. All right. And tomorrow, there's a birthday tomorrow. Okay. But I won't tell you who that is. There's also an anniversary tomorrow. Okay. So we'll have that for tomorrow. All right. We'll All right. have both those. We have no anniversaries either, so get them in here. 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens, Van Gilder, Funeral Home, on the line at the end of the month if Are you're you our lucky couple. Telling me there's no trading post? No trading either? post. Uh-oh. So Somebody should be snowing a snowblower. It's about that time yeah, of year. you got to Just sell the snow stuff. <laughs> no, don't sell the snow stuff. Buy. Buy the snow stuff. Notice I sound like a broker on... There you go. On uh, uh, whatever that place is where they exchange money. Uh, my, I need my son here. Nathan needs to be here. He's the money guy. So, man. He's, he's uh, actually next door right now. Well, hello, Nathan. Yeah, he's next door. Yes. I should have, he should pop his head in here. He works yes. at First Source now, so... Uh, you go into First Source here today, say hello to Nathan, because he absolutely loves being uh, <laughs> assaulted by people who don't know him and know me. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah, he's got people coming in. Oh, yours in. He's like, is there anybody that... And I said, no, nobody knows me. They don't know me, they don't know me by sight, uh, you know, because I hide all the time. But yes. Anyway. Uh, that's That's all I got. That's all I got for today. Okay. Tomorrow we have coming up, uh, looks like Stan's going to be in. Oh, good. Stan, um, Stan Klotz running for county running commissioner. For commissioner. So District he'll, 1. He'll be here to talk to us, so make sure you tune in for that. And until that time, have yourselves a great day.